0: You're listening to the Building Code, your guide for a better way to run your business. I'm Tom Houghton. I'm Paul Wirth. And we're very honored to be joined back by our original guest of episode one. The Bobs are joining us on this episode to talk about leading through a global pandemic.
1: Special episode we got here.
0: It is. It's yeah. been so, just so you guys know, we're Zooming with them right now. Uh, so everybody's working remotely at BuilderTrend. We've kind of talked about that in a few episodes, of course. But. Uh, episode one happens to be our most listened to episode out of all of our episodes. So we thought, Hey, why not get these guys back? Cause clearly everybody loved listening to them. So here yeah. they are. Welcome. Or our parents just listened to it <laughs> on repeat or something. On repeat. Yeah.
1: I also wasn't on. I'm very
0: proud of us. I wasn't
1: <laughs> on that one. So maybe that's the, no, you were,
0: yeah. <laughs> we, we, we backfilled you in. We only had four mics at the time. So I was just there. Yeah, it was good. All well right. please welcome to our podcast once again steve duggar jeff duggar and dan houghton owners of builder trend
1: welcome
2: hey everybody yeah
1: for those who don't know we said you guys were the bobs Yep, that's let's right just, let's just start with that early early days of Trend. do you guys remember how that happened was it just us joking around
3: well yeah it's, it's from that movie the office space
1: a great movie yeah. We'll, we'll throw a link to it in the show notes, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's just so old now. People are like, it. what? What movie is that? It is a Is funny he talking
0: movie. about The Office with Michael Scott?
1: No, Office not space. that movie.
3: So Hopefully they thought we were the opposite of the Bobs on the actual movie. <laughs> sure.
1: And there you're talking about like the four or five employees you guys had at that time. I think it was right. an endearing, it was an endearing term. Yeah, i think i'll give credit to scott siegert i'm pretty sure he was the one who came up with it but
2: i don't think any of us he's good with, he's good with movies yeah, yeah i don't think anybody true. expected like, it probably. to
1: stick this long by any means yeah but there you're still a,
2: lot less of a mouthful than steve jeff and dan all the time so
1: that think... is true fair enough that is true for all and five... then
2: one day an
4: email magically appeared yeah. from the bobs <laughs> and, and then it was official <laughs> And the line from the movie that always sticks with me is like, "So, what do you exactly do here?" What exactly is it you, you say? you say now? I think people ask us that question more than yeah. <laughs> okay. Good
1: Fair enough. Stuff. One yeah. thing you guys have been doing recently is leading through a pandemic.
0: That's true. You good, like, good you, segue you there, like Paul. Paul's working. With, been working on those segues with Paul, so that was good. So obviously, we're living in unprecedented times, and you guys are leading this fantastic company that we have here at Builder Trend through this period. You've also done this beforehand, because again, if you have been not familiar with Builder Trends history, if you missed episode one, of course, started in 2006, went through the, the great recession there. So you had to kind of right off the bat, learn a lot through that. And now here we are again, kind of facing this pandemic time. So tell us about that process of going through it, obviously back in 2006, but then now kind of be, re, being refaced with this, uh, this new challenge.
4: Yeah, I think, you know, for us, clearly, we've been in two different stages. You know, in 2008, during the Great Recession, our company was much smaller. Uh, I would say, in some ways, more agile, but also, in some ways, um, much more youthful and experienced in our ability to adapt to change, because it was the first time we'd ever faced it. I, but going back to that, we made a couple really good decisions. Uh, you know, one, I think we had a lot of grace towards our customers. Um, We love our customers. They were going through hard times. We did whatever we could possibly to help them through those hard times. And as our customers adapted to the changes, they were changing their business. Uh, One thing we did, I think, relatively quickly was we adapted our platform to change with them. Uh, And so, you know, when we started this business in 2006, our primary customer was a home builder. Today, um, and our platform, they're just one of many of our types of customers. You know, we serve home builders, remodelers, home improvement contractors, commercial contractors, specialty contractors, and you name it, really. So, and that was really out of, born out of uh, the diversification of our business was born out of that that recession. So, fast forward to today, I would say you know the biggest change for us was we had a broader leadership team. It didn't feel like all the bobs had to make all the decisions. Uh, which I can tell you from my, my vantage point was um, a huge relief because, you know, 10 is better than three uh, in a lot of cases. So um, we came together as a group immediately during what I would say the initial news of the pandemic. And all of a sudden there's this domino effect of all these changes that were happening in the world. And it was the most, I would say, terrifying two to three weeks of my life in March. That I've had running this business and being part of this business because of how foreign a pandemic uh, was and what that meant. You know, you saw the stock market react to it. Everything just stopped and that was pretty terrifying. But we just started meeting every day and making changes as quickly as we possibly could. And uh, I, I was really grateful for the level heads that our team had during that time because it was as scary as the financial crisis of two thousand eight, it just came a lot faster. Um, you know, the the two thousand eight financial crisis crisis came fast, but also lasted a long time. There was some consistency consistency with it. With this, was all just, you know, you're kind of stared stared at the the, the news like we did during nine eleven. Quite honestly, yeah, that's what it felt like in a lot of ways. So, um, thankful for a great leadership team to work through it for sure, and still working through it.
3: Yeah, it's challenging, right? Um, uncertain times are, are challenging. But, the, you know, the, the other way to look at it, too, is in times of crisis, um, you know, you're forced to change faster, you're, you're forced to get out of your comfort zone. And uh, like Dan said, we we got out of our comfort zone and, and the whole leadership team, we put our heads together met. And the great thing about a crisis is it usually creates a lot of opportunity. And we did it back in 08 it feels similar now and I I think we're we're taking advantage of the opportunity and I do think we're going to come
2: out stronger I think maintaining a level head is something that we did a pretty good job of during the grips of both crisis and that's not easy to do Um, wake up in the middle of the night um, with a panic attack about what's happening with the market but being able to just stay calm um, stay focused on the news. We did go to a daily cadence, which made it easier for us to talk about concerns, any breaking news, anything like that. Um, just kind of helped keep everyone on the same page. That's definitely very helpful. I think continuing to market, um, through both recessions, obviously with COVID, it was a little bit different, but we did tailor some messaging to our customers and to the market at large around how we were handling COVID that we were there with, um, um Going to do be flexible in order to to help them, you know, continue to endure the same thing we were going through. So keeping ears to the tracks and, and, and keeping a level head has been something that our team's been good at. And it, it's, um, it's definitely not easy, but it's helped us.
1: Yeah. I've heard you guys talk about what you, we all went through with 2008. And one of the things you always go back to is continuing to market. And Jeff, you just mentioned that, do you feel like that's a, a good piece of advice through any one of these types of things like our current situation?
2: I really think it is and you, you you may need to adapt the marketing but stopping your marketing looking at that as a, a cost center and an immediate cut is is going to be the detriment of your business so that's that's definitely it's definitely a place to keep your foot on the gas and we've been lucky you know through the first recession housing residential construction in general was hit really hard it's a different situation now we we've got a, been a little bit luckier and that housing has been looked at as essential mm-hmm. and it has stayed relatively open um, through all this. Some industries have been hit a lot harder, obviously, than home building, which has helped us too.
1: Yeah.
0: I was just gonna say, do you think having gone through it before has helped you go through it again now? And obviously they're, they're very different. I mean, like Dan, you mentioned how it have impacted the market and how long the rebound was, obviously initially with the great recession, now we're dealing with this but do you think just mentally going through that before has helped to kind of process through this? Cause you talked obviously about, you know, there, there, was, there was shock, there was concern, there's nerves obviously, which I think are all very natural emotions that everybody felt through this process. But did you guys see the light at the end of the tunnel because you'd said, oh, we've done this before? I
4: don't You're think you ever get so used to it. it. I mean, I think the table stakes are a lot different. You know, when when we were in 2008, we had 15 employees. Today we've got 550. So. You know, that's the beauty of operating a business that has this like, you know, uh, it, it's like a lifetime. You have as a, a, a roughly a 40 year old, my life is a whole lot different today than it was when I was a 30 year old when the financial crisis was coming. Uh, so I would say it felt this thing felt the same. The reaction was different, um, which I think is was probably the, the most noticeable thing now looking on both. You know, uh, you know, Paul can attest to the reaction of the financial crisis was just kind of pure panic, work harder, brute force. What are we gonna do? We've got to figure it out today. We don't have time. Um, you almost felt like every day was your last day in some ways. I'm sure many of our customers felt that way where this time around much larger customer base, much more, I think, strategic thinking around our options and what we had to do, uh, which which was a different reaction. But the still the instinct kind of fear that comes along with anything that you've never faced before is still is to me is the same, you know, it's, how are you going to react to that fear is, is differently. And I'm a highly emotional person where I think I'm, the reason why Steve Jeff and I work really well together and have is because they're not highly emotional. In fact, Steve's superpower is not having emotions at all. <laughs> um, I think That's the joke his family makes about him. But, uh, and that's a good compliment to each other because I saw, I felt like I knew COVID was gonna be really bad. And, uh, you know, I was like, oh my God, the world's going to end. And I think Steve and Jeff were both like, yeah, it might be bad, but the world's probably
3: not going to end. Yeah. I, I, I was definitely fearful. I was definitely fearful. Um, but going through it once I think did help. Um, and I think our leadership team, you know, what we learned the first time around this, we were able to apply to this and Dan already touched on it. It's, you have to remain calm, right? You have to be transparent and honest with your people. Um, I think that's the biggest thing your, your people can tell when you're not truthful in these situations. It's, and, um, and that's, that's obviously the opposite of what you want to do. Um, if you're going to lean on them to, to work harder and, and be more persistent in these times, because let's be honest, that's what you need. That's what a business is in this time is to, to really put the, the pedal to the metal. Uh, and what we've found is if you're, if you're transparent and honest uh, with with what's going on, people are much more willing to answer that call.
1: Yeah, I think all, all that was really good. It, it, what's interesting is most of our clientele probably lived through the two thousand eight because they were some of the best construction companies that survived that. So they've definitely understand what you guys are saying. I think it's it's a good point. What's unique about this crisis is that it's so much more global and like human. Like we just didn't know how life was going to be, you know, and still don't. And where the 2008 was just, as Dan said, just financial, it's like, we got to survive it and it'll all come back. So thinking about from that perspective, how even your employees may not be concerned about the business, but they're concerned about their life, right? They're stuck at home. They don't know what the future is going to be. What have, what has the company done or what have you got? have you guys thought about that when it comes to your employees? Because I think that's what the business owners that are listening to this are tr- probably trying to navigate right now too.
4: To Steve's point, being transparent on one, we don't have all the answers. Like Steve said, it's pretty—it's gonna be pretty obvious that you don't. And we were really upfront, I think in our first town hall meeting, we have a town hall meeting as an organization every three months. And we had one relatively right away after all this stuff started to happen. And uh, we, as in the Bobs, basically sat up in front of a camera and said, ask us anything. And it was, are you gonna make layoffs? Like for example, we had two tech companies and we'll all make a lot of layoffs. Our, I think our answer was our goal is not to make layoffs. We aren't going to make any layoffs right now, but we can't promise you uh, what we don't know. And, you know, if we could ask you anything, it is to work harder than you've ever worked before because we want to avoid making layoffs as much as possible. That was as transparent as, as it gets. Like we, we didn't know if we were going to make layoffs. right now. Mm-hmm. We're talking to an audience of 550 people that are all fearful for what tomorrow is going to look like. And, and in that case, you know, you can be as strategic and as thoughtful as you want, but you also have to be really human to your people. And uh, I think humanizing what you didn't know was really important in that part. And uh, you know, Steve and Jeff and I—that was just a moment—but our, our leadership team and our managers that were managing people were doing that on a daily, weekly basis with their team, double downing on the double down on, on the communication, which we really said, so if, if you're not going to see everybody in the office anymore, you better be talking to them you know, via Teams or chat or whatever it might be. And looking back on the last call six months or nine months, uh, I think we excelled in that area. And we could have easily just said, we'll figure it out later, and uh, fortunately, we didn't say that. And, and we acted
3: quickly.
2: Things could have really been rockier. But I think that our team led us through that. I mean, they just they stepped up. We were able to continue to get the work done we needed to get done, and, and our leadership team kept the communication lines open, and that was um, that was critical, really, because, like you said, Paul, I mean, people's lives changed overnight, that and everyone, and that we were all in a different situation a week later. I mean, it happened so fast. So that was uh, that's definitely something that, having been through it, you know, I think our entire company comes out of it stronger than ever before.
0: So you guys have mentioned obviously numerous times, even in podcast number one, we talked about how important employees are to our company, but you mentioned, you know, we're working remotely now. So what has it been like supporting everyone from a distance instead of being in the office?
3: That's a
4: full-time job for a lot of people just to think about it. Quite frankly, like it used to be a walk in our office and you just felt it. You felt the culture, you felt the connection with people. And, uh, you know, we've had to make it a, a responsibility of people um, that wasn't their full time responsibility. But to think about that day and night on engagement, whether it was our internal marketing team, our HR staff, our leaders, to think about how we engage our team. Because there's a huge fear, I think, of all of ours that, you know, it's not necessarily I'm worried about the culture of builder trend failing because we've got a strong culture, but we're worried about individuals not feeling that personal connection in um, and, and, and all parts of their life. You know, if you go to work and then you go play sand volleyball and you have a beer or two with your friends or you're used to going to church. I mean, a lot of people haven't been able to go to church in the last six or seven months. You're losing those connections that really drive you as a human being. And, you know, we're eight hours. We're one third of someone's life. And so we're responsible for really driving those connections. And it's not easy, right? And so uh, I, I think for us, just the constant engagement with our team has been ex- incredible. And, and could we do more? I'm sure we could, but we're doing as much as uh, I think we, we think we can do as fast as we can do that will be effective. Um, you know, we don't want to be just do things because we think we need to do things. We want to be very purposeful around the way we're, you know, inter- inter- interacting with our team. So it's been nice that things have started to open up a little bit where we're at so you can start to... Socially distance, at least see people, and um, you know, outside of doing it on teams or or whatever it might be. So um, there's definitely some light at the end of the tunnel, but we've still got we've got hurdles ahead of us on how we continue to do this, especially as we walk into what I'd say is the winter months. Right? You know, like summer is a whole lot different. Being stuck in your backyard and the summer is a lot better than being stuck in your backyard during the winter, and uh, that's going to set up a whole new set of challenges.
3: Yeah. Yeah, we're fortunate that we, you know, we serve our clients 100% remote already. So, we've had relatively little impact on how we serve our customers, um but, you know, our internal culture and employees have taken the brunt of this with the work from home. I, I kind of look at this two ways, like there's the short term um and then there's the long term. The short term is uh how we're managing this, our our people managers are doing a great job checking in remotely. Um, They're doing a great job taking uh, employees out in in small, safe groups uh, in person for for small outings to try to keep that human connection and camaraderie as well. But to Dan's point, long term, we absolutely um, are working on a plan to get back into the office safely because, to his point, you know, humans are social beings, and we worry that if if the work from home uh, goes too long that, uh, that that could really take a stress on people from, you know, depression standpoint anxiety and morale just all of the above so you know definitely want to get back into the office as soon as as soon as it's safe
1: it feels like the common theme if you're a business owner listening to this because obviously we're a technology company a huge employee base but if you're one of our clients that has you know three to ten employees this is an excuse to over communicate this pandemic like if you haven't been doing it well as a business owner or you just haven't had the chance to do that this is a perfect excuse to just start doing more frequent communication, whether that's weekly, daily zoom meetings, things like that. So maybe that's a takeaway for our business owners.
0: Absolutely. Um, Speaking of business owners, of course, you as business owners are in charge of strategy and direction of the company. And I'm sure many of our listeners would be curious to see how you've had to rethink the strategy of our business and kind of pivot potentially. Uh, So, what what advice do you have for other business owners and how have you approached having to potentially change the strategy of our business or, you know, our customer's business?
4: Yeah, I think for us, it was about working fast and being thoughtful around making decisions. Uh, you know, I think it's easy to get paralyzed when change comes your way. And I think this forced us to make decisions a little bit more quickly than we would have in past situations because, If everything's status quo you can be really thoughtful you can waste some time and spend a lot of time talking about how you're going to do something so you get it perfect right and for us we knew we didn't have the luxury of perfection you know being perfect on this and and we said let's just go out there and test a few things so testing was a really big part of this so testing a new pricing strategies dealing with the customers you know that maybe needed to put their account on hold or whatever it might be we were testing a lot of things and we were moving people into new roles relatively quickly we had a you know three dozen people that uh, you know essentially couldn't do their jobs anymore because of covid whether it was going on the road and consulting our employees our events team whatever it might be so um testing them in new roles pivoting them fast was really critical to i think us being old not to have to worry about that so much six months past uh, you know, kind of when all this stuff exploded and, and we did it fast. And I, I was really grateful to our our management team for really digging in deep and making decisions, being thoughtful, but making them quick too. Because um, you can always roll stuff back, you know, it's not everything's going to work, but you know, not being paralyzed is a big part of it.
2: We were in contact with our customers pretty regularly, as we always are, and, and we're able to kind of get a feel for what they were going through and what their businesses look like. And, as came up earlier, you know, we're, we're still an essential business in construction in a lot of ways. And a lot of our customers, um, coming out of March and the first half of April, actually their businesses ramped up. And so making sure to stay with them and stay ahead of them. And we continue to hire to backfill and, and to, to keep up with that growth. I also think that just COVID in general and the, and the remote demands that it's put on all businesses out there is something that's a a headwind for our platform and what we offer our customers. So making sure that we're able to take advantage of that and we're able to show the market and our customers exactly how they can use Builder Trend to better operate their business in a COVID world and post-COVID world is something that, that's been front of mind and, and our marketing team's done a good job um, of, of making sure that we're marketing that and our teams are connecting with customers to make that dream a reality. That's definitely something that's that's changed, you know. And we had a big technology shift that was a headwind for us with the iPad and iPhone and and smartphones and 4G. And I wouldn't put this at that scale, but the amount of people who are now interacting remotely and doing remote video and just conducting their business in a way that's not hands-on, remote signatures is at an all-time high. And so that that's definitely something that that bodes well for for our platform where we're ready and waiting to offer those things to customers.
4: Which is funny because we didn't know when we should start marketing that. So Jeff just said out loud, our product, since COVID happened, it's actually not been a bad thing for Builder Trend. And it's not been a bad thing for a lot of our customers as well. There's a lot of tailwinds behind our industry right now. But one of the things that was really interesting, and I'm sure a lot of our customers are maybe still thinking about this, is like, how do you take advantage of a bad situation? You know, because this is a bad situation for our country, for the people of the world. But the reality is, is there's a lot of people putting pools in right now. And that's not necessarily a bad thing for our customers. And so how do you use this delicate balance of marketing around spending more time at home? You know, maybe it's time to put a pool in or, you know, how you're utilizing, you know, your software, whatever it might be. Those were conversations we were having early. And we were talking about marketing. And one of the things we just did early was, Let's be a resource for our customers around COVID. So, you know, job site cleanliness, all the things that we could gather from experts, our lawyers, um, how to do, deal with the PPP program. Let's be let's be front lines of helping our customers navigate the, the really tough, unusual hurdles. And then it's like, okay, now that this is our reality and we've gotten there, how do we help our customers utilize technology that's good for our, both us and our customer and their customers during a really strange time. And it's a little weird to have those conversations like life sucks right now, but it's really good if you're a contractor and you're using our software that that gives you an advantage. And so I think that's always an interesting thing that you have to balance when you're talking to, you know, your potential customer.
1: Yeah, I think that's a great piece of advice. And by the way, we're not out of it either. So if you're a business owner and you know, educate yourself on your local you know, restrictions and things are going to happen as we sort of hopefully get out of this with some sort of vaccine or, or, or cure, you know, there's going to be more regulations coming down, down the pike and they're all different depending on where you're, what state you're in and your, your County. So I think it probably a good piece of advice if you're a business owner or somebody in your team just needs to be in as much as you can be an expert in what's happening. And then that's a good, part of your marketing is, is being an expert and, and being the go-to to know what is safe, what isn't safe as it relates to construction.
0: And to Dan's point, I mean, obviously we here at build a trend want to help. We see ourselves as partners in our customer's business. And so we're here to help them. And I'm sure, you know, the last time we went through this as a company, we probably weren't prepared to be the experts in the field, but now here we are and you've gained so much experience and now we can pass along that help to our customers,
1: right? Yeah, absolutely. And we'll continue to, we still have that page up on the website. We'll throw in the show notes for everybody. Yeah.
0: and It will change, right? Yeah. (laughs)
4: Something else will happen. Yeah. I mean, that's the crazy part. Like I literally just had to like get up and like point at my kids and put the quiet face to them because I'm working from home. (laughs) We're going to always have these new things that like jump up and to Jeff's point, the rules, the regulations, all this stuff will evolve and change. And, you know, we'll try to do our best to be on, you know, the forefront for the customers. But you know, we want your feedback, too. I mean, that's a big part of this. We're, we're experts, but we become experts because we collect feedback. And uh, we want to hear from our customers on what they're feeling out in the
0: market. That always helps mm-hmm. us a lot.
1: If you're listening, just email Tom directly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, we'll put that in the show
1: notes. He'll relay that. We'll give him
0: your we <laughs> We'll get it to the right person. You prefer, tex- <laughs> you prefer text text message? Right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. He prefers a text message. Yeah, you can reach me at 555-4444. <laughs> Awesome guys. Thank you so much for coming back on the podcast today and just talking about your experience during this time. I mean, I know a lot of business owners out there probably really appreciate hearing from other people. I think that's one thing that we kind of touch as a central topic is that this is some, this time around it's affected everyone globally. So we're kind of all in this together. Uh, so I appreciate you coming on and and being a part of that discussion with everyone here and sharing your expertise with that. Great.
4: Thanks for having us. Yeah, Absolutely. Love the podcast.
3: <laughs> mm. <laughs> Thanks, we we got that recorded, so that we're wow. going to save that recording. <laughs>
0: All awesome. All right. Thanks, guys. Here. Love what you heard? Don't forget to rate and subscribe to our podcast so you can hear from more guests that will benefit your business. Also, please check out our show notes page for more information on what we discussed on this episode. You can find it at buildertrend.com podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time
3: on The Building Code. Appreciate you.